Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you, folks. We hope you're doing well. Happy New Year. I can't believe uh, here we are in 2023 getting to serve God. And, and, and you know, Brother Kevin, there's people out there that they, at this time, they make these resolutions. And I used to be a big gym guy. I mean, and I think I told you this. When I was in the Army, I was up to bench pressing 400 pounds. I'd, I'd do PT in the morning. I'd go right to the gym and lift weights with a bunch of knuckleheads. We'd shower up quick and go to work. And, and, and I mean, there were other times I'd spend two or three hours in the afternoon. I was just taking so much time away from my family. And, um, but then later on here, Debbie and I both joined a gym. We were running and stuff and we did that on the road. We joined a YMCA and you could go to any YMCA in the country. And, uh, it just got more and more difficult, you know, with the pandemic. So we let our membership go, but on January 1st, 2nd, 3rd, I mean, that first two weeks of January at that gym, brother, (laughs) it was sign up sheets for two miles long people you've never seen before. Uh, they were there. What do you think about New Year's resolutions? Well, it's they're easy to make, but hard to keep. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, yeah, you know, I think it's a great thing to say I've got a new year ahead of me, and let's overwrite the old year. But yeah. you know, I just I just did a Facebook post about it takes God really to reformat. Yeah, you know, we can overwrite things, but to do a to, to do a deep format that really overrides it, it means renewing our mind. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm not trying to over Be not conformed to I, this world. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. 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 But you know, in the, in the end, you just got to get up and get out the door and, and do whatever needs to be done about that resolution. But you know, God, God, I'm just so glad God changes or want to, and he convinces the mind that this really is, you know, it's good. And, uh, ultimately, a man c- convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. So if you're in the back of your mind thinking, you know, I think I'd much rather, you know, uh, enjoy the, the the fruits of not keeping my resolution, you know, not going on this diet, not going to the gym, you're going to quit going to the gym. It really does take convincing where God gets your attention and and then it works. And I want you guys to know, since I've known Kevin, he's probably 45, 50 pounds lighter. I have no idea. But so he's a guy, if he tells you, um, he's talking to you about how conviction works. And I'm the same way that way, you know, and it's same way with our spiritual side, Kevin, you know, I, I mean, you know, it's a highly personal decision when you make decisions that, Hey, I'm going to get fit. You know, I'm going to go on a diet. I'm going to do those types of things, but it's, it's not as personalized when you do a decision with the spiritual things between you and God. And it gets so, uh, when the Holy spirit shows up and moves in your heart, that's when I lost all my weight, brother. That's when I started viewing God in a different way in my life, when it became doing something with God and for me, I'm not saying, you know, some people say, well, I went out and got healthy or I did this or made this change in my life for God. I, I try to do things for God, but honestly, those things I can always replace God with me. 
because when when I lost the weight, when I started studying more, when I started doing these things, I was the beneficiary. And so I think, like Kevin says, you know, it's you can say anything. But anyway, Kevin, we're in this place where our word of the day, uh, we're using the word. I started off using the word freedom, uh, but I like the word liberty, which is all that. God gives us liberty. Liberty goes to a couple other places, too. It's not only freedom, but liberty is it's deeper. And we see here, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Not the U.S. making us free, not the U.S. military, but this is a higher level than that. I'm so thankful for our military. I know Kevin is. I mean, he served decades of his life, as I did. Uh, you know, as a missionary, I was in the military. Kevin tried to get in and due to some health issues, but he's been as military as anybody I've ever met. But this is talking about a higher level than that, Christ making us free. And and it says, and be not entangled. This is that verse in Galatians 5.1, again, with the yoke of bondage. And, and folks, there's a liberty that comes with Christ that breaks bondage. It breaks down uh, walls. It breaks chains in your life. It changes things. Now, the Lord is a spirit, it says in 2 Corinthians 3. And where the spirit of Lord, the Lord is, there's liberty. Uh, friends, I, you know, in kind of the way we started, we were talking about New Year's resolutions and those types of things. And Kevin real aptly and quickly pointed out that, man, it's, you know, it's easy to make these things, but we got to get God in it. We got to do those things. And that's what this Bible verses tell us, 2 Corinthians 3, 17, the Lord's the spirit. And, and where the spirit is, there's liberty, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, freedom and liberty goes really together with resolutions. If you think right. about it, they really do. um, yeah, when, when I go to the gym or when I stick to this diet, um, <clears throat> not that I, uh, you know, not that you don't cheat sometimes and, you know, you have a piece of pumpkin pie and not that you don't lay off of the gym, you know, for a, a week or whatever. But the point is you realize I never want to go back into bondage. I never want to lose right. this freedom. I'm enjoying this freedom. And and just on the matter of, of resolution. So here we are in the new year. As we think about, hey, I, you know, I want to be different. Well, you, you kind of have to get some, you know, you have to get some headway to the point you say, I'm tasting freedom. And because I, I like how good it is, I never want to go back. And, you know, get into this thing of like, for, for instance, I, I excuse the gym illustration, but it's I went to the gym last night. I was there for you know an hour and a half, two hours. And so it's it's real to me right now um, for in that particular decision. God had to show me my body is his temple and I don't want to have this. You know, I'm, I'm 60 years old. I don't want to have a slow death, uh, you know, where I trail off into the guy who becomes um, sedentary and just gets more and more ill. Yeah. I don't want to be that way. I don't need yeah. to be that way. And yeah. I, I get it. There's genes and I get it that there's injuries and I get all those things. But I, you know, I, I've got a busted shoulder. I mean, I've got some torn yeah. cartilage. And so God said, you know what? You can't fix that right now, but you can strengthen the things which remain. You can strengthen all the muscles around that thing. And so at, at the gym, that's what I've worked at. I've strengthened the things that remain that do work around the thing that's really tender. And brother, that thing, that 
it's just a great feeling yeah. of being able to do things with with things that I've not been able to do things with right. for decades. And I, I don't I don't want to go back. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, it's freedom. It's it really is being able to uh, yeah, enjoy it's there, friends. The yeah, yeah. You know, and veterans are tough on you when you're overweight and out of shape and stuff. I I posted that thing on Facebook. It's it's real, Kevin. You know, where uh, you know a, a civilian will say to another civilian, "Boy, I'm getting fat," and the other civilian will say, "No, you're not. You look great." If you say that to a vet, you say. Boy, I'm getting fat. And they say, listen, buddy, I have five fat friends and you're four of them. <laughs> you know, you need, <laughs> you need to. <laughs> yep. And you need those guys in your life. I mean, the ones who make it. So anyway, it's funny story day or, you know, almost dying, those types of things. Kevin and I are going to do them back to back, even if we're going to do the commercial and come back because we're doing the whole week of funny story days. So we did the one yesterday. So, so, so Kevin, I'm way up in, uh, almost in the upper peninsula of Michigan, you know, on a lake and, and, uh, I'm staying there and we're doing a conference and they send me out to see this brother. And, uh, he had come back from Iraq and, and I mean, he married. He was married to this sweet lady, a young lady there in the church. You know, everything was great. He went away for a year or so, came back to a baby boy, but he came back really busted up with PTSD and those kinds of things in his life. And and he came home and he weighed, he was like six feet tall. He weighed like 180 pounds. And this is a year and just a couple months later, and he weighs 300 pounds. He's not getting off the couch. You know, he's 100% disabled, Social Security, disability from the VA. He's sitting on the couch smoking and drinking. Well, anyway, the pastor said, would you go please go visit this dear brother? And I said, you know, pastor, that would be an honor. I'll be glad to do that. Well, the next day I went down to where this fellow lived, and I drove out there in the little neighborhood, and and uh, I saw his house there, and I I went walking up and it was a sliding glass door that you could see. And I banged on the door and said, Hey, uh, my name is Doug. Pastor told me to come by and see. And the guy stood up, brother, and he had a gun in his hand. And he came over to the door and he said, I called pastor last night and said, if you were coming, I was going to shoot you. Well, brother, I was, I was, I was a little bit scared, you know? And anyway, I think there might even been a drop or two of pee that escaped during that time. I mean, brother, I was staring down the battle, the barrel of a nine millimeter. And I'm telling you, it wasn't pretty. But anyway, the, the guy did let me in. And it, there's no great other side to the story of this. There's no, he's all better now type of things. But I was able to share the gospel with him. And he did claim to be saved. But I remember I drove back over, brother, to the church. And I went screeching in the parking lot. You know, when I went running into the church and I said, Pastor, did that guy call you and tell, tell you if I went to his house, he was going to shoot me? He said, yeah, but I knew he wouldn't. <laughs> that is mean, though. Oh, man. He said, I, I, I knew he wouldn't shoot you. Hilarious. He's always talking he's going to shoot somebody. Hey, folks, hold on a minute. we got to go ahead and do that commercial thing. We'll be right back with you. Just go ahead and hang with us and uh, just give us a second, and we'll be right back. Thank you so much for hanging with us. We're so glad. So what we're going to do today is we're going to let Kevin tell his hilarious, funny, 
Uh, I'm not sure what it's going to involve story from the ministry. We got them, folks. We we could go on for the whole month of January, but we probably won't. But anyway, brother, go ahead and share your story with us. We uh, <clears throat> we planted a church in, at near Fort Hood, and we were going next to California. And some of the members from the church there were originally from California. And they said, you're going to California. You need to be careful. You know, it's the People's Republic of California and it's dangerous and all this. And this was back in 2000. <clears throat> and so it's not near like it was now. But but, but we were so nervous, my family, by the time we rolled um, into California that uh, uh, we were there in the L.A. area and actually we're in Fontana. So we were what's called the Inland Empire, I think Riverside County or maybe San Bernardino, probably San Bernardino. And and so. We were parked at a church, Cornerstone Baptist Church in Fontana, California, and uh, uh, Brother Doyle said, hey, um, we got visitation, and, you know, if your family can go, great, whatever. So we went out, and and that was our, you know, new to California, <clears throat> we're going to go knocking on doors, and I did not know what to expect because Californians, in my mind, were Martians. It just was, a, I didn't know what to think. So we started knocking on doors, and thankfully, as they were wont to do, most of them didn't answer the door there in the L.A. area. But I noticed that they had one-way screens that were made of metal on the outside, so there were security screen doors you could only see out of and not inside. So you didn't even know if the inside door was open or closed, but probably the fifth door we knocked on, uh, I think it was my wife and I and a couple of our kids, knock, knock, knock. We heard a voice inside um, say, come in. We've been expecting you. <laughs> and I thought, oh, brother, what is this? And I knocked again and they, they and, and they no, I said, I said, no, that's fine. I said, we're out from such and such church and uh, we're just here to, you know, uh, ask if you got a church and invite you to church and ask you about Christ, that kind of thing. And I heard again, come in. We've been expecting you. And I'm picturing a someone sitting at a little round table with a a, a a crystal ball reader, you know, with their hands hovering over the ball, like "Come in," you know. I've got, I've, I'm expecting you. I've been told by the spirits that you're coming. And uh, I just said, "No, ma'am, we we don't need to come in." Finally, this woman whipped the door open and said, "Come on in." Brother Doyle said you were coming. I'm a member of the church, and she had us come in for, for cookies and ice cream and cake. And we spent the rest of our visitation. And I said, "You know what? California is a wonderful place to visit. They're 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 friendly. At least at least our first experience was was uh, was a filling experience. But we were scared to death." Uh, thinking that we had gotten into some kind of a weird mis mystic place and how are we going to give the gospel to this wacko? But God was good. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great story, brother. Thank you. And, and folks, here we are. We find ourselves over here. We're in verse number six of the 29th Proverbs, so make sure you hop in here with us. We were talking about our trap or snares yesterday, and we find ourselves right there today. It says, in the transgression of an evil man, there is a snare, but the righteous does sing. I like that. The righteous, you know, they sing and they rejoice. And, and, you know, Kevin, when we think about that, there's, uh, an evil person is, is caught up. So when it's using this word evil, 
as a way that, boy, you're, you're stuck in your sin, you're out there sinning, you're actively in sin, you're doing things wrong, and you're caught by that. But those who are, uh, you know, righteous, saved in God's word, doing the right thing, you know, the, again, they're showing us the difference between wisdom and folly here. And they're saying, boy, you know, that knucklehead, you know, uh, they're caught, they're trapped, they're trapped by sin. And I've been there. You know, I'm not just saying, I'm not just pointing a finger here. When I point my finger, my thumb's back at me. I've been snared. I've been caught by sin. And and the Bible's saying, hey, friends, and you know, there's so many of you guys out there. And I know I know there's terrible hurt as I talk to you. And, and you know, Kevin and I certainly have experienced that. And, 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 and that's no excuse to get caught by sin and be doing the wrong things. That's all the more reason that we got to be among the righteous that's singing and rejoicing. And that has cookies and ice cream, Kevin, at the house waiting for us. <laughs> we need to be with that crowd. I mean, what are you thinking, Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the, uh, the transgression of an evil man brings a snare, but the righteous to sing and rejoice. I'm thinking about a woman named Abigail who was under a narcissistic husband. And again, this is not the topic, but thinking about, you know, freedom, thinking about how God releases us from um, snares. I mean, that's God's business is to um, open the snare, open the prison and release people. But boy, it sure is terrible when you are under <clears throat> an authority structure or you're under an evil man. I think it it calls Abigail's husband, Nabal, it calls him a churlish man. Churlish means just wicked and evil and that kind of thing. So, um, and so if you're under a situation like that, it's difficult when you, and this is the direction I just want to go briefly. If you see a bad, evil man, evil person doing an evil thing and you're thinking, oh no, here I am. I'm in this, I'm in this home. I'm in this church. I'm in a, a company, you know, I, I work for a company and the company's being bought out by his wicked company or, or the boss just made a terrible decision. And, and, and you're just thinking, and when I say terrible, I mean, morally, morally bad. I know I've been in a, a situation where my boss asked me to give out, I was, I was a, uh, in a sales rep for an automotive parts warehouse. And they said, we want you to give these calendars out. Well, I looked at the calendar and I said, sir, the, these are very, very, you know, bad, you know, basically naked pictures of women. I said, I, I would not be able to do that, sir. I'm sorry. I'll do everything else. And, uh, you know, anything else you ask, but I can't do that. And, you know, those kind of decisions come down the pike and <clears throat> God got me out of that. And Abigail had this husband. And, you know, it's different for every person and I'm not trying to give a formula, but, you know, I just think there's a, a neat principle that the righteous sings and rejoice. It, wouldn't it be good if we were able to like Abigail, just find someone, you know, she went to David, she went to an anointed person that, that just had God on them and said, I am in a bad situation. My husband is so narcissistic He's an abuser. He's going to get us all killed. And I'm doing my best to obey God here. You know, pray for me. And um, again, you've said it before, Doug, if you go to someone and you're being abused and the person you're going to is dumping it back on you, wrong person to go to. Yeah. But if, if you are being abused 
and you go to someone and they say, listen, I can tell you're a, uh, you, you know, you want God on this thing and I'll pray with you about that. And God came through for uh, Abigail, didn't, didn't he? I mean, God came through and killed Nabal and it's going to be different for every person, but I can think of people. I, I mean, I sat under a leader uh, of a church who was, it turned out he was a serial adulterer mm. and I was brand new saved and he was just doing idiotic things. And I think the people of the church just without knowing what was going on, just prayed and God, God blew the lid off, thankfully. So, you know, there is a snare and I don't want to be caught up in someone else's snare. And sometimes it's good to just pray, God, let him get caught in his snare. Let him, uh, yeah, let him get caught. And if it's criminal, I'll have to turn him in. But we're going to make sure that uh, I come out of this singing and rejoicing. Now, that's good. And, 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 you know, folks, there's so much in what Kevin just said. We're, we're around those people who want us to cross that line. And I remember those calendars. I can remember being unsaved back in the 70s and 80s. You'd go buy a battery or something at a, uh, a gas station or an auto parts store, and, and, you know, you'd leave with a bottle of wine. In Germany, you always got a bottle of wine every restaurant you went to at Christmas time. Uh, you know, if you were a pretty faithful person, they gave you a bottle of wine to take back. If you were every auto parts store you went to back in the day would, would give you calendars with nudity on them. And, uh, you know, girls, uh, essentially at best laying on top of cars and muscle cars and things like that. And, you know, the trap is, and that's why I'm glad you said this, Kevin. So the trap is for us folks. So just don't, you don't think that Kevin and I are a couple prudes. The trap is, is there's a lady on that calendar who's making money off of sin. And we're dragging people in like that. And then the trap is we who are supposed to have only eyes for that one person physical relationship that God gives us is sitting here committing adultery in our mind and uh, and doing these other type of things. And, And it's a trap. And, and that's why that's, that's how the devil snares us. But people who are outside of that can sing and rejoice. Oh, happy day. You know, a lot of those hymns, just think about them. There there's power in the blood. I mean, we, we get to sing songs of victory, victory in Jesus, the, you know, the Christian anthem of all Christian anthems. Matter of fact, I'm right in the middle of getting a piano player to record that the music in the background, I was just telling Kevin a couple days ago, Kevin and I talk almost every day. And, but I was just telling him a couple days ago, I'm like, Kevin, you know, Kevin had mentioned, we got to move up the music a little bit. And I, I decided after prayer that I was going to do victory in Jesus. So I found a couple pianists. I'm bringing them in to record them. But this is what I'm saying is you can get snared. Even if you take one step into the dark, one little sin is a huge sin to God and it can be life changing. And we, the people who hurt, we, the people who've been there, we, the people who've been down the road and hurt by some of these things, we serve a great God and the Holy spirit of God says no. And we just need to follow him. Listen, we love you folks. I can't believe we're up against the time. That's just the way these things go, but it's an honor to be with you guys. And again, happy 2023. Come back tomorrow. There'll be more silly stories. You don't want to miss it. We'll be in God's word again, starting the year off right. We sure do love you. Thank you, Kevin. God bless you folks. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.